Thursday morning, that means it's MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sam Wells with Jay White. Today we'll welcome the new voice of the Mississippi Braves, Blake Scott. We'll get his thoughts on calling games for the AA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves uh, in his first season. As uh, Boy, what an, exciting, uh, what an exciting time for Blake. We'll also talk to Paul Lacoste of Paul Lacoste Sports. He has his annual 5K today celebrating the Fit for Change series. Or actually, he would have had his annual 5K today. The weather has interrupted that. We'll talk to him about that and about why the Fit for Change series is so important to the state to Mississippi and to himself. We'll also touch on the big baseball series this weekend between the Rebels, who pitch well, and Mississippi State, who hits who hits well. It's, uh, it's strength versus strength in the weekend series between the Rebs and the Bulldogs. And we'll also celebrate the birthday of Southern Mississippi as the uh, university was founded on this day in 1910. It's MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. It's coming up after the news. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. The Senate Intelligence Committee has begun a public hearing. Committee Chairman Richard Burr of North Carolina says the open hearing is rare. It looks into an ongoing intelligence question over Russian meddling in U.S. elections. The public deserves to hear the truth about possible Russian involvement in our elections, how they came to be involved, how we may have failed to prevent that involvement, what actions were taken in response, if any, and what we plan to do to ensure the integrity of future free elections. The ranking Democrat on the committee, Virginia Senator Mark Warner, is claiming Russian President Vladimir Putin directly ordered the Russian meddling in the election. Putin has rejected the accusation. Meanwhile, Putin has said he is ready to meet President Donald Trump at an Arctic summit in Finland this September. From Moscow, Charles Maines has more. At an Arctic forum in the Russian city of Arkhangelsk, Putin said he thought Finland the perfect choice for a future summit with President Trump, though Putin said he was open to other options. Putin also noted he would meet with Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to discuss joint efforts in fighting terrorism when Tillerson comes to Moscow next month. Putin's comments come as calls from both Washington and Moscow to improve U.S.-Russian relations have largely stalled amid multiple U.S. investigations into Russian interference in the U.S. presidential elections. Addressing the issue, Putin said certain political forces in the U.S. were playing the anti-Russian card to derail President Trump's calls for detente with Moscow. Asked directly whether he had tampered in the U.S. elections, Putin responded, read my lips, adding in a rare display of his English, no. For NPR News, I'm Charles Maines in Moscow. The U.S. government has revised its fourth quarter economic growth figures. They show slightly higher growth than previously reported. The Commerce Department says economic growth was 2.1 percent, although growth for the whole year was lackluster, as NPR's Yuki Noguchi reports. Consumers spending more on imported goods pushed the growth revisions up late in the year. But the 2.1 percent growth rate at the end of the year marked a big decline from the 3.5 percent rate during the previous quarter. Corporate profits were held back, in part, by a big settlement in the Volkswagen diesel engine scandal. In all of 2016, the economy grew at a pace of 1.6 percent. That's the slowest growth rate since 2011. Yuki Noguchi, NPR News, Washington. Lawmakers in North Carolina have taken a step toward repealing the controversial bathroom bill. It requires people who are transgender to use the bathroom that corresponds with the sex on their birth certificates. A state Senate committee has approved the repeal and sent it on to the full North Carolina Senate. The vote is expected to be close. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 86 points at 20,745. The Nasdaq is up 16 points at 5,914. The S&P 500 is up 8. You're listening to NPR. 
Officials in Malaysia say they are allowing the body of the half-brother of North Korea's leader to be returned to North Korea. The victim, Kim Jong-nam, was killed February 13th in Kuala Lumpur. Malaysian officials allege two women smeared a nerve agent on Kim's face in the city's airport. There's more unrest brewing in Democratic Republic of Congo. The president's second term has expired, but he has not left office. Negotiations for a political transition collapsed after clashes between opposition protesters and security forces. NPR's Afebia Quistarkin reports the opposition is calling for more protests. The new head of Congo's opposition alliance, Felix Tshisekedi, wants renewed mobilization against President Joseph Kabila. The opposition is calling for protests that shut cities Monday, a strike next Wednesday, and peaceful marches from April 10th if the political impasse persists. Tshisekedi has written to the UN Secretary General telling Antonio Guterres he believes the president's camp is willfully undermining Congo's tenuous December peace deal and again trying to delay long overdue elections. The opposition leader accuses Kabila of clinging to power way past the expiry of his mandate as he hinders the democratic process in troubled DR Congo. NPR News, Federal investigators are examining the scene of a deadly bus crash in Texas on Wednesday. Thirteen senior adults in a small church bus were killed when it collided head-on with a pickup truck about 75 miles west of San Antonio. One church member survived. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Alfa Romeo, with the all-new Julia, a sports sedan born from Alfa Romeo's more than 105-year racing heritage, with Italian craftsmanship inside and out. Learn more at alfaromeousa.com. Mississippi ranks 50th in child well-being. So what makes a child healthy and well? So it's not merely the absence of disease, but social, physical, spiritual, emotional well-being. There's so much more to the health of a child that I think we need to drastically change our view of what health care is. Parents share their stories as Southern Remedy explores what prevents Mississippi's children from growing up well. Thursday, March 30th on MPB TV. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. Sam, we've got a great show coming up today. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of part of the year where we we don't have to, well, we don't have to focus on anything on any given week. But in the fall and the winter, a lot of it is football. And, you know, during this time of the year, a lot of it can be basketball. And there will certainly be some basketball today. Yeah. Mississippi State's women. I've uh, made it to the final four. How yeah, about that? That, uh, uh, you know, that was great. That game was great. It was. Um, my wife, I, I talk about this on the show and, and a lot. <laughs> She's a Mississippi State alum, a big fan of the uh, uh, teams and everything. And she turned it over there to the game. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to check it out, huh? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched much of it. I feel bad. And I was like, well, all right. I'm well, gonna, you know, it's it's watch been entertaining. They're a really good team. Yeah, William uh, had a great game 
40, almost 40 points for Mississippi State the other night uh, when the rest of the team was kind of struggling a little bit. Um, And and beating Baylor uh, and their – I can't think of her name off the top of my head right now, of course. Uh, Kim Mulkey? Yeah, Kim Mulkey, who uh, opened her big mouth about a bunch of other stuff that (laughs) happened in Baylor uh, that we'll not touch on. But to beat them was pretty comical, I I, I thought. Uh, Yeah, there was a video of her kind of smarting off on one of her assistants who happens to be a a male. And uh, that – that had some traction, and the poor guy looked scared to death. Yeah, and uh, I would be too. I was surprised he didn't get up and knock her in the in the head well, or whatever yeah. it was that she said she that said, people yeah. should do yeah. about it. I'm not. No, I don't even to, start. I'm not condoning anybody hitting anybody else. She said That's something just, to the effect of, "If people think that their um, daughters are not safe at Baylor, she wants to punch them in the face or something like that." So, mm-hmm. and then quickly backtracked as she got. Lots of flack on social media, which of course is the uh, is the um, is is the our time, right? <laughs> now you can't say too much uh, nowadays, anyway. But uh, yeah, what a great but enough about all that. What a great season for Mississippi State. Of course, they uh, their prize is to play UConn um, in the uh, in the Final Four. But hey, to beat the best, you got to beat the best. So if they do, uh, if they uh, can pull off the shocker and beat UConn. Well, this is know. interesting, and I would I would love for this the first for the next ten minutes or so we could even open up the phone lines or something we don't do in this show often. The number is eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. That's eight seven seven MPB ring. So, I guess you could ask a, a couple of different questions. I saw yesterday that the Vegas line on this Mississippi State Kentucky game is is in uh, UConn, but, not UConn, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, that would be the men's yeah. uh, version of the same thing, sort of, kind of. Uh, but uh, the UConn uh, Huskies are favored by 20 and a half over Mississippi State. So what do you think about that? Well, what side of that would you be on? If you're getting Mississippi State in 20 and a half points, uh, that's an intriguing thought. And here's my other thought. You know, Mississippi State, they're kind of playing with house money, Sam. I mean, they're playing a team that that just blitzed them to smithereens in the tournament last year. You know, so there's a there's a precedent of getting blown out by this same team in this same tournament. And, uh, you know, Mississippi State already has, I mean, what are they, 32, 33 wins already this year. They've made the Final Four uh, as a two seed. Yeah. And I, I think that to start this season, I don't think that many people were thinking a national championship. So outside of that, What's the highest goal you can really reach? Making the Final Four? Yeah, well, they yeah, did I think that. Yeah, I was going to say they've done it already. So even if they get blown out by UConn in this game, I think they've they've gone out and found every goal that you could possibly get for this team. So if they lose, if they get blown out by UConn, I, I mean, I don't think anybody would look at them any differently. I mean, number one, everybody gets blown out by UConn. And, uh, and then number two, you know, Mississippi State, I mean, they've already – this has been such a great season for them already. I, you know, I, I, uh, I think there's something to going into that game with absolutely zero to lose for Mississippi State's women's team. And the fact that if you get blown out, well, this is obviously, according to the Vegas odds makers and everything else, you were supposed to get blown out. Uh, you know, and if they show up and play, I mean, they could just be totally loose. Uh, so... That that means something. And then uh, you mentioned uh, the game that William had in the regional final. The 41 points, 7 assists, 0 turnovers. I, I've heard Mississippi State fans, and like, you know, Mississippi State, it's, 
they're in the SEC, so everybody has, you know, lots and lots of love for football. But Mississippi State's been a baseball school for the longest time. And uh, they've had a lot of success in men's basketball. Uh, won a couple SEC tournaments. They've made a couple Sweet 16s and a Final Four in their history. But I've seen a lot of Mississippi State fans say that may be, or it rivals, the best performance, especially in a big pressure-packed game, by any athlete in Mississippi State history. Um, which that tells you, it, it kind of goes to show you how far uh, respect for women's basketball has come in the state of Mississippi uh, over the last handful of years. So I'm wondering if we have some state fans, if we have just some sports fans in general that are listening, where would you uh, rank that performance up in some of the best, not just in Mississippi state history, but in uh, Mississippi sports history? I mean, it's got to be up there. She uh, carried the team, basically, Jay. I mean, let's be honest. She carried the team to their highest point that uh, any women's program has ever uh, made in Mississippi history. I mean, uh, me and uh, some folks were talking about it a little bit the other the other night. I guess Ole Miss had a good team in 91, um, really probably had a Final Four uh, team in them and didn't make it all the way there, made it to the Elite Eight. Uh, and then uh, now this is you know I think Ole Miss and uh, Carol Ross and Armini Price and that team went to the fi- went to the Elite Eight in two thousand and eight seven I can't remember I remember it was right when I started working here so it had to be seven or eight so they um, had a handful of teams that were good enough yeah to, if, if one thing broke this way or one thing broke that way they were easily good enough to get the Final Four and if yeah. you look at the history uh, you know the Chancellor teams and and all of that at Ole Miss it. <laughs> They lost to the eventual champion about five times yeah. in a stretch of like six or seven years. Yeah, and so you know, um, and and the, and the Carol Ross um, and our mini Price team were, it was a good team, but it wasn't a this Mississippi State team was expected, I think, to get to the Elite Eight. Ole Miss and, and our mini weren't were not, and she kind of carried the load there for the for the team for the three games they won. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge, I mean, it's huge. And uh, how many times in our lives will we ever say that the weekend series between Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball <laughs> will be overshadowed by a women's basketball game? I don't think you can ever uh, for Mississippi State now. Ole Miss, uh, for lack of a better, I don't want to go into the whole big thing here, but Ole Miss wasn't really into the baseball until about you know ninety ninety five <laughs> or yeah. something like that, uh, and uh, with Don Kessinger's best team with David Delucci and those guys. So, um, it, I mean, it is it's overshadowing, and I haven't heard much talk about it at all. Um, I know Ole Miss is supposedly the better team with the pitching, and the Mississippi State's the younger team. Who, well, I don't know about younger, but they're the the I guess not as talented since Ole Miss has the number one class in the country playing for them. But uh, a lot of people are not talking about this series at all. Everybody's talking about Final Four, Mississippi State, UConn, and Dallas to see if uh, hey they can slay the giant and go to the national championship against a giant of their own against uh, maybe South Carolina who will play Stanford in the South Carolina beat them twice this season and handled them pretty well the last time in the, in the SEC tournament championship game. So yeah, well you know that game was close up until about three or four minutes to go, and then State kind of had to get into uh, they fell behind six or seven with around I don't know like a minute minute and a half. So they had to kind of start fouling, and then it just, you know, that didn't work. South Carolina made all their free throws, and State missed two or three possessions in a row. And it kind of blew that, it blew the score up there. Kind of like the end of that uh, Oregon-Kansas game, where Oregon yeah. wound up winning by 14. But for a long time, it was a lot closer than that. Uh, speaking of, you can't have a men's tournament without Kansas losing to a team they're not supposed to uh, in Kansas City. So uh, that that pretty much uh, made the tournament experience complete. But we have South Carolina. Yeah, Frank in Martin. the final four as a seven. 
Yeah, South Sam, Carolina. they lost six of nine to end the regular season. I saw this South Carolina team live at the Pavilion the last day of the regular season, the last game of the regular season in the, in the Southeastern Conference. Ole Miss was beating them by 23 <laughs> points at one point in the second half. They got run out the gym, They man. looked horrible in yeah. that game. Horrible. I, you know, nobody cares about my tournament bracket, but I picked him to lose the first round of Marquette because of the— I did, too. Because of uh, what I saw in Oxford against a team who— had no business being in the NCAA tournament at Ole Miss. So, you know, it's nuts. I'm I'm dumbfounded, shocked, <laughs> uh, you know, at what they have been able to do. And I think um, I was talking to some uh, uh, some other people, not you, another person, <laughs> and uh, said, you know, it's good that they uh, get to play North Carolina uh, or that North Carolina beat Kentucky because I think it's – I think the SEC, in, in kind of like Alabama, like – Alabama has like a touchdown lead on you before it even starts because of the jersey, the history, the magnitude of the game. And the same with Kentucky. I mean, they they open up with like a five or six point lead because you're like, wow, Kentucky. Yeah. Before you really like are like, wait, whoa, <laughs> we're playing a basketball game here. And other people aren't really, other conference teams aren't really like that. But the rest of the SEC and especially South Carolina, who went in there with one of their best teams and one of their best players and 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 Thornwell and just got worked at, at rough. So. I think it's good for them. I think they could go in there and hey, they you know they could win the national championship. And if that if that happens, Jay, if that happens, if South right. Carolina wins the national championship in men's basketball and Clemson wins the wins the football championship, Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss need to get off it. What about Coastal Carolina? Won the College World Series. Yeah, they're in Conway, South Carolina. That too, and South Carolina and Florida are going. You know, went back to back playing in the national championship series too. Come on, man. And Let's South Carolina women are in the final Let's four. Do something what here. a year for yeah, them. You know, 2014 was a, a huge sports year for Mississippi. And that's kind of an off the beaten path thing. And we were a state of, you know, what, just around 3 million people. Um, and it just, it's a thing that's not expected yeah. uh, very often for us to have, you know, peak athletic performance years in terms of wins and losses. Yeah, football teams were doing well. Ole Miss went to the College World Series. Uh, State, I believe, hosted a regional too. So yeah, and but baseball. this is and South Carolina has it this year, evidently. Yeah, and they've they have uh, they've run with it. And like I said, if they, if they can do that, we need to start looking at some stuff <laughs> and, 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 and want to know why this is not happening uh, here because uh, they have the exact they have the same. You know, probably a little bit more population. I have to look at the population map and all that stuff. But come on, well, they're two smaller schools uh, states. Excuse let's me. Get, let's get it together, right? Right. This is ridiculous. Uh, I guess a couple other things here. Um, um, Southern Miss is red hot on the, on the baseball diamond. Uh, they're 21-5 and five right now. The rankings, I don't know what it is. The RPI has them at 25th. Uh, Ole Miss is at 18th right now. And Mississippi State had a huge uh, weekend this past weekend. Uh, they didn't get the memo that everybody had uh, dug a grave for their season. Uh, and they swept Tennessee, and I, I, their RPI jumped, I don't know, 50, 60 points over the weekend. So their RPI is 36. They put themselves right back in contention for the tournament anyway. I must have missed something because I didn't realize Tennessee was that big of a story. I guess they play a strong schedule being in their location. but And those uh, smoke uniforms? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that's a trend uh, the, the dark gray yeah well tennessee wears those football uniforms and basketball uniforms too they call them the smoke ones for the smoky mountains oh that's nice Ugh. get yeah, out of here with that go. man get out <laughs> get out of my face it's like when mississippi state wears the black baseball jersey like get out of here with that man i have great that, have great uniforms Don't yeah that. sometimes you can have too many uniforms you overthink it um it's overthought i think the the one 
that Mississippi State does is it's the old, the, the 1985 version of the jersey, the Mississippi State across the front. But yeah. it's, it's a white jersey, and it's just the outline of the letters. Or it's, or it's yeah. the letters are in white, outlined in maroon, and yeah, so it's like, like white either. on white. Yeah, I can't see it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then on the numbers on the back, and you know, sometimes I wind up doing these high school baseball games on the radio around town here, or something like that, and you know, they'll wear like camouflage tops, uh, which is a thing that I'm <laughs> currently not digging. And it's just, I mean, I know you're trying to make your players feel good and uh, make the parents happy and proud and all that kind of stuff. But you want to say, like, hey, you, the reason they put numbers on the back of these uniforms in the first place was so, like, players can be identifiable. And, uh, boy, those camouflage jerseys are really working because I can't see anything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like a uh, hey, Tennessee's football team used to have uh, back in the – Back in like, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, a white jersey, you know, on the road, obviously they wore white with orange letter, with orange numbers, and they didn't outline them in black, so you couldn't see anything. Yeah. It was just like, it was, bright like, on bright. It was like generic team yeah. playing against, you know, Ole Miss or Mississippi State, or whoever, whatever game I was at. And you mentioned State and Ole Miss series in baseball this weekend is going to be overshadowed by some other stuff. I mean, I... Why are they playing that the second, the third weekend of the of the conference schedule? Thanks, SEC. Why why are why is Ole Miss and State not playing the last weekend? I, I just what that doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get right back into it with Sam Wells of Jay White. You're listening to MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils. From potty training to allergies to braces and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. If you have a vehicle that you no longer need and is collecting dust, we have a solution. Donate it to MPB. Your donation will go towards supporting your favorite programs that keep the community informed. To get more information about our car donation program, call us at 877-MPB-4-CAR or visit mpbonline.org slash support. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White with Sam Wells. Thanks for listening uh, on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, morning. Thursday morning. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, long have you been awake? Uh, not long enough, evidently. 
Um, so uh, Sam and I were talking a little bit earlier. I got this uh, text from a listener uh, who asked about Daryl Wilson having a, a huge game for Mississippi State to get to the Final Four. That was a game against uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, and I was asking about, you know, uh, William had the huge game for Mississippi State and their Elite Eight performance of 41 points and seven assists and zero turnovers. Uh, and that was uh, a huge game. And the the question we put out there is, uh, you know, was is that – the question I've heard people ask, is that is that the best one in Mississippi State history? Is that the best single-game clutch performance in Mississippi State uh, history? Yeah, uh, or is you know, could you go even further than that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that you would have to compare with that tournament because uh, the other times state's been to the tournament, other than the season before the Final Four, they've kind of underachieved and not played very well. And then the uh, and then Ole Miss, I guess you can talk about uh, Jason Harrison's big shot to send the, the Rebels to the Sweet Sixteen in two thousand and one. But mm-hmm. uh, the other times Ole Miss has been in the tournament, I guess it was a big win against uh, Villanova, and then just uh, obviously the disaster against Valpo. I don't even want to talk about that. And then <laughs> and then the uh, the two just absolute throttlings by UCLA and Temple. The other two times they went by thirty something points both times. So yeah, it's got to be Mississippi State, and it's got to be Darrell Wilson or uh, or her. I mean, what a fan, or Dante Jones and his um, incredible performance that season in the final uh, to take state to the final four. All right, well, interesting. He's, he's got very long arms too. Dante Jones does. Have you seen that picture where he's dunking over Ray Allen? His hands are like above. His hands are almost grabbing the shot clock. Jay, absolutely, yeah. And I was, I was thinking, um, uh, if, for Mississippi State, yeah, Dante Jones maybe um, would be. The other one that I thought of, his game against Kentucky in the, the finals of the 96 SEC tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, would be one of them up there. And then he had a big game against uh, UConn, if I'm not mistaken, in the in their Sweet 16 game yeah. that yeah. same year. Uh, That's the picture anyway. where he's dunking over Ray Allen. <laughs> um, um, let's see. We end the studio with this. A brand new broadcaster for uh, the Mississippi Braves. Sam, I don't I, – well, you'll have to help me with this because – uh, he just got here. I yeah, don't. I don't Blake even have Scott. his Blake Scott. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'd, I'd forgotten to write his name down. And Blake, that is like that's so disrespectful. I'm so sorry. I'm the biggest <laughs> jerk right. of all time, Captain Big well, Shot over here, um, not being prepared for this segment. But Blake, welcome in. How are that's you? That's why there's I'm, two of us, Jay. You're yeah, good. <laughs> I'm I'm fantastic. I appreciate it, Jay. I don't have the fame that you have, the celebrity oh, that you carry goodness. around Jackson. So no. you can forget my name for now. Next season will maybe might be more of a faux pas, but right now it's okay. Well, I, look, I appreciate you guys having me after about three innings of the first game uh, your your name will be uh, imprinted Perfect. into my mind so hopefully it's for good things and absolutely not for, not for bad things no 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 so play so baseball play-by-play this is something near and dear to my heart oh and uh, you are you're getting into uh the double a level um in professional baseball which is i mean that's i guess if you're on the outside looking in it may not look that impressive, but if you are in the business, that's a big deal. Oh, You're it, three levels away from major league, or two levels away from major league it, baseball. It's a shock to me, to be honest with you, Jay. I, you know, I've I've been in radio in many different capacities since 2011, but I'm I'm only have been out of college. I graduated from Mississippi State in 2015, so you know, to be two years out of college and to be where I'm at, I, I you know, granted, I have six years of on the field experience on on hand experience, but. Yeah, you know, to to bar to to say that I'm at the double A level in broadcasting, like you said, there's, gosh, there's only 
you know, 30 odd teams, yeah. right? 30 teams in baseball. They all have a double A team. So that you're talking about one out of 30 positions. You, you expand that to a single, double and triple. I'm one in 90. I'm one in a hundred. And, and, and when you think about it like that, even now, I've known about it for a month, and it's still a little bit surprising or shocking to me that I'm at the point I'm at right now. Yeah. So you're from Mississippi. Yes, sir. Uh, went to school in uh, in the Jackson area? Yeah, well, I graduated from Jackson Prep. Um, I was a Patriot, played sports there, and um, you know, thought I was going to be a lawyer, did all the mock trial, <laughs> youth leg, all that stuff. So the talking part has always been a part of it, but if you had told me I'd be on the radio in high school, never would have believed you in a million years. Yeah. So that's awesome. So when did you you say you played sports in high school? Yes, so once you got into college, at what point did you did you know or make a decision that yeah okay I'm not going to be I'm not going to be playing anymore, but I want to describe everything. So this is a, a brief side note for all of you out there listening, and you're like, man, you know, how do I get past obstacles? This is my obstacle. I actually went to. Um, Hold your breath. LSU, my freshman year. I was a Tiger. Uh, Get him out of here. Get him out. Yeah, Jay's laughing because he knows where the rest of this story goes. Uh, I was only a Tiger for a year, and uh, I left and and um, just because of, of having too much fun and doing all that, and then I left. And I, I came back to Holmes Community College, and uh, I started going to school, and I had no idea what I wanted to be. And a great friend of mine, David Hederman, who's the pastor of Grace City Church here in Jackson, um, he knew Kyle Tate. And he said, you know, I, I kind of, I thought about doing radio DJing and I was like, I don't want to be a DJ. I don't want to be the guy that mixes songs <laughs> like, and says, here's the weather in between, in between right. songs. So I decided, you know, yeah, let's see what sport I've always been a sports fanatic. It's always been a part of my life. Let's see if I can combine talking and sports. So he introduced me to Kyle. I started shadowing Kyle in 2011, went to 40 odd home games with the Mississippi Braves that led to producing the Kim Wade show in uh, on 103.9 FM WYAB that led to high school football in Rayville, Louisiana, where I was driving three and a half to four hours every Friday from Mississippi to, to do high school football in Louisiana. That led to Kosciuszko high school football, um, which led when I went to Mississippi state to working for Hale state productions, which is the video department up there. So I produced, uh, Two videos, one on SEC Network with um, a volleyball player, Evie, Evie Grace Singleton, one with a Dak Prescott uh, signing day interview that went on ESPN Network. Very proud of both of those videos and, and producing that with Hale State Productions. Also had the Ben How- had the opportunity to be the Ben Howland uh, camera operator for his interview when he was hired. So a lot of great opportunities. All of that to say is that when I graduated, I had zero jobs. <laughs> I had right. nothing. I, I applied to 500 places, radio, TV, newspaper everything broadcasting everything yeah, media. nothing right nothing and long story short i was floating around had no idea what i was going to do and wyab had an opening i've started doing madison central baseball basketball tri-county ba- baseball basketball filled in for josh west for Holmes, and then all of a sudden kyle tate decides to leave and about a month and a half ago met with uh, Steve DeSalvo and Jim Bishop over there at the Braves, and the rest is history. So whether that was a good decision or not has yet to be determined. <laughs> but, no, no, no. But uh, I'm excited. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm so looking forward to it. Season starts April 6th, you know, next Thursday night. So uh, against Jacksonville, got a, got a big series with them to start everything off. And you're talking about a Braves team that was second in the Southern League last year. Yeah. Um, a very talented team, a great organization to work for, and I'm just I, – I couldn't be happier. So uh, – <laughs> There's a, a million questions are floating around in my head. So, 
when you shadowed Kyle, uh, did he ever talk to you or kind of give you a little insight? Because, uh, and this is something that I've never done. So I'm, and just looking at it seems menacing to me. Going from, if you're doing some high school sports, baseball, basketball, something like that, it's, you know, doing two, three, if you got a tournament, maybe four games in a week or something mm-hmm. like that. Now all of a sudden, uh, for about a stretch of about, you know, six or seven months, uh, you gotta. You basically in the same place every night at seven oh five. Yeah, and that's yeah. not not even including the pregame that you're producing by yourself. Oh. And you're, a lot of it's one man band. You know? uh, all, pretty much all of it will be one man band. So, uh, a couple things. A, it is a hundred percent menacing. It is. <laughs> it is so scary, and it's so funny to me. So I'll be there, especially for this first season. I will be at every game. Oh gosh, probably three and a half, four hours early. <laughs> yeah. um, so that means those ten thirty-five matinee day games, I'll be there at eight o'clock. Yeah, you know, a- at least, and I'll probably prep the day before after my night game, just so that I don't have to be there at six o'clock in the morning. So, but um, they, it, it, if it's not scary, if I didn't have those butterflies, I'd probably be a little worried. You know, and I, I have that even I don't want to say like nervousness on a on a high school broadcast because like you said there's you know even only maybe fifty people listening but it still matters. But I I like the energy. That's mm-hmm. what gets me in the zone. You know, you have the same thing. I notice when I come in, just like every radio person, we have our kind of radio zone that we get into and we start talking and that's a different voice and a different projection and a different kind of place and for me like you said baseball such an art it more than basketball more than football more than soccer more than hockey the call of baseball is such an art form it harkens back to such a a day of bards and where nothing was written down and everything was portrayed via the the spoken word and and that's what I love about it. I, I get excited because I, I tell people all the time, I want you to be able to close your eyes. Obviously, if you're not at the game, you're not you're not li- you're not watching. So close your eyes, and I want you to be able to see the picture I paint. That's yeah. and and that I, you should be nervous anytime you do that. No matter what your your medium is, you should be nervous doing that. So yeah, it's menacing, but it's also exciting. Um, and and the Braves have gone out on a limb a little bit to, to, to give me this opportunity and I'm going to hopefully repay them, uh, by, by providing, you know, the same quality that Kyle, um, did as far as Kyle goes, you know, you asked me, um, did Kyle let me know any tricks? Yeah. He, you know, he was only in his second season, I think that year. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he was learning too, but I, I can't tell you how, how much Kyle has, has given me over just then. And then the past couple of days has, has kind of talked to me about some stuff. And, and so he, Kyle Tate's one of the greats and, and Ben Ingram to Kyle Tate to me, it's big shoes. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, uh, that's where I was going to go uh, with you there. Uh, Blake, Blake Scott is our guest. Blake will be taking over the double-A play-by-play for the Mississippi Braves. Season begins, as you said, next uh, Thursday, April the 6th. April 6th. And I guess there's a little bit of a warm-up night because uh, is, there a, is there a game T- on th- Tuesday well, night? There's too? a Tuesday night kind of um, team showing. Yeah. What, what do you want to call it? Like a meet Scrimmage, the Braves guess, type thing? Braves exactly, deal, yeah. exactly. So they're going to let our, you know, with double-A baseball, I had this conversation yesterday with um, Jim Thorne on 1039. Uh, you have so much fluctuation. You yeah. could have a whole different team by mid-season than we have right now and whether that's good or bad it creates the need to constantly update people with who the Braves are and that's you talk about fan loyalty Kyle alluded to to this a little bit there we go places and we play teams where there are a hundred people in the ballpark a hundred people and we're talking about professional baseball 
we we average three thousand and another thousand or so listening. That's incredible. I mean, that is a staggering number when you really think about what the Braves bring. And so, you know, the fans around Jackson, that's, you know, that's probably more exciting to me is I think about how big a deal it is just for how popular the Braves are yeah, and yeah. what they bring to Jackson. And, and, you know, you talked to, I was listening to the show coming in earlier and, and we were talking the series this weekend, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, you know, they'll play a game at Trustmark a little bit later. I think it's the 31st of April or 30th mm, uh, of April. 25th, I 25th, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then Southern and, and State played and Southern and Ole Miss played. So, Trustmark Park in and of itself is a fabulous facility and brings fans there, but the Braves themselves do such a good job, and that's kind of what that opening night is, is to, again, keep that strong bond between community and team. Yeah, for sure. the, the, the bond will be even richer for the visually impaired because you got a big scoreboard <laughs> now. Right. So I don't have to use my binoculars to see how it anywhere is. <laughs> yeah. what, tell us about the improvements to the park that's wow. happening. Um, well, like we said, you, it's the best facility in minor league baseball, in my opinion, before the, the scoreboard. And now you can see that scoreboard on the stack, it seems like. You can, <laughs> you catch the game coming around around the bend. So, But uh, it's a fantastic facility. Um, they, they do such a good job of tailoring it to the hardcore baseball fan all the way down to the kids. Right, so you've got the fun zone in the outfield. They do the fun zone wristband specials where parents can get the kids in for free, and all those different types of things. And and so um, they do that, and that's great because it is a family experience. No one is going to the Braves for the you know they're, they're, we're not like State and Ole Miss. You know, you don't have that deep rooted passion as much as so so it's a family experience. That's what they're there for. And then you still have the beauty of we do our play by play calls throughout the stadium. So you get that cool atmosphere. You get the nice seating. You have a, a field that is immaculately kept. Um, you have concessions and facilities that are kept again spotless, and all of that adds up to what. You know, Mr. Bishop and Mr. DeSalva, the the GM and the assistant GM, all the, everything they do comes back to the fact of fan experience. That's the whole basis of what they do. They meet with everyone all the way down from the ticket taking um, person to the beer seller to the person who's sweeping up the seats. They meet with those people before the season, person to person. You're talking about the, a general manager of a professional baseball organization taking the time to do that because they recognize that fan experience is the only reason the Mississippi Braves are where they are and you know have the standard and the of excellence in minor league baseball that they do yeah so let me ask you this you've got uh you're you're calling games in the southern league mm-hmm. and uh it it seems as though there a couple of teams have changed their names <laughs> and there have been a couple of new teams that have come into the league over the last i don't know maybe five or ten years that's correct and uh boy there are a lot of wonky minor league team names this is something that i think is just it it mm, it de- it detracts from the game, in my, in my personal opinion. I know, you, you like feel you it's said, silly, and like a lot of people say, it's it's part of the experience, and you want to build like a fan, like a, a not necessarily like the hardcore baseball fan is going to come watch the game regardless. But you want to make that kind of goofy mm-hmm. civic connection with just mm-hmm. people that live in the town or whatever. But um, I, I think you, what there's a jumbo shrimp in the league now. Yeah. yeah, that's the name of a team. You like the sh- uh, the shuckers? Maybe that's the a, shuckers. That's a good is one. Another. You have, of course, you have the biscuits. Oh, the biscuits yeah. is the best logo with the butter tongue. Yeah, Come on. yeah absolutely. The big <laughs> eyes. It's yeah, great. Absolutely. The absolutely. butter tongue makes the whole deal. It's awesome. Yeah, the biscuits is a good one. The Cincinnati um, affiliates is the yeah. The lookouts has a good one. Um, yeah, you know, I, like you said, it's it's kind of the same thing that there is a jumbo shrimp. <laughs> there's a world what? view. 
there's a worldview on MLS, right, the Major League Soccer, that it's not as realistic of a soccer league, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have the galaxy, yeah. and we have the fire, <laughs> and we have the stars. And, and I, I get what you mean about the baseball thing. You're like, how is somebody going to get up and be like, now batting for the Skeeters, and that's going to like inspire yeah. you know, intimidation, right? Well, I agree. I think part of that is like you said they want to connect with the more than anything they have to connect to the community yeah so there's got to be that's why the whole thing with biloxi they took so long to pick that name because they knew that if they didn't have the backing of the people in that area that that stadium was going to have 100 people in it yeah. every game and they can't have you know, this brand new stadium they right. can't have that so so yeah they you know they do things like that and that allows you to get creative with mascots and and all that kind of stuff but i agree it's it's silly and it's you know part of me as a broadcaster i want to be professional and be able to say you know the dallas cowboys or the new york giants or whatever it is you know the texas <laughs> rangers and then i gotta be like yeah the montgomery biscuits so yeah. I, I understand for sure a three-run homer puts the jumbo shrimp back ahead of the Braves, six to four. You never know how many how many uh, little jokes you can make. Absolutely, uh, Blake, Blake. I'll let you get out of here on this one. Um, you said you grew up. You went to Mississippi State. You I went did. to LSU for a year too. Uh, two legendary broadcasters there, Jim Hawthorne and uh, from LSU, oh, and of course uh, Jack Crystal, Mississippi State. Uh, did you look up to anybody when you were uh, growing up, listening to games? I know everybody in Mississippi, I guess, listens to uh, the three guys here: John Cox, I, yeah. Crystal, and David Kellum. But uh, well, uh, for me, it was Jack Crystal. Um, I, my parents both went to state. Uh, my grandparents went to state. Um, so I vividly remember sitting in the car with my dad, and this is before the SEC Network, well before Mississippi State had anything to get themselves on TV for. <laughs> so we were only on the radio. So, I, I mean, I remember so many nights driving home from church on Wednesday night, driving home from a baseball game that I played or football or whatever on the weekends and listening to Jack Crystal talk about the game, baseball, basketball, football, but it didn't matter what it was. And I, I talked about painting a picture. That man, more than anyone I've ever listened to, uh, and Vince Scully, fantastic. All these guys, Harry Carrick, fantastic. And I don't take anything away from them, but the personal connection that I have with, the state, with Mississippi State and with Jack Crystal, I could only hope to be a, a tenth of what he was on the mic and what he brought to the to the Mississippi State. To that, That's my ultimate goal for sure. So uh, that's somebody that I will always and forever look up to and think about when, I, when I'm behind the microphone. All right, so for our statewide audience here, I know folks around the Jackson area know where the games are. They've been there for a while. But for the folks listening from other parts of the state that want to tune in and, and listen to the new voice of the Braves, how, how do they do that? And how, well, how do they uh, connect with you socially, if yeah, that's a thing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for the Mississippi Braves broadcast, if you're in the metro area, it's going to be 103.9 FM. Um, that's WYAB Simulating Talk, 103.9 FM. And then online at WYAB.com. Or if you want to watch it, if you're someone who likes to listen to the broadca- broadcast and watch it, MILB.com um, has every video, every game home and away with the video feed. And they, they put mm-hmm. in the, the broadcast feed over it, which is something that I love. I think that's a great use of technology. Um, as far as I go, um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Blake Scott. That's a pretty easy name. I know there's a lot. Um, for those of you who aren't in the studio, i.e. not Jay and Sam, well, I, I have a say, large not easy red for everybody, beard. Evidently, yeah, a large, doofus over here. <laughs> large red beard, so it's pretty easy. And then uh, on Twitter at ba scott twenty ten on Instagram at ba scott dot twenty ten. So uh, please follow me. I'd love to have you guys on there, and uh, I'll keep you updated with Mississippi Braves info as we go through the season so i really appreciate you guys taking such a a time a long time to have me in here and let me 
whine, whine on about, about ridiculous <laughs> sports nonsense. Absolutely, man. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And I hope that uh, I hope everything goes well and, and one day my name resonates through Jackson like yours does, oh, Jay. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want that. And that's uh, Blake Scott's going to be the new, or is, not going to be, he is the new play-by-play voice of the Mississippi Braves. Season opening April 6th, next Thursday. We will take a time out. Paul Lacoste will be here, and we'll talk uh, a little bit about what's going on uh, with Paul Lacoste Sports. They're wrapping up another uh, uh, 12-week uh, turn with the legislators across the state of Mississippi. We'll talk with him about that, an event they've got coming up, and more with Sam Wells of Jay White. This is a PB Season Pass. Trusting radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. If you have a vehicle that you no longer need and is collecting dust, we have a solution. Donate it to MPB. Your donation will go towards supporting your favorite programs that keep the community informed. To get more information about our car donation program, call us at 877-MPB-4-CAR or visit mpbonline.org slash support. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Mississippi ranks 50th in child well-being. So what makes a child healthy and well? So it's not merely the absence of disease, but social, physical, spiritual, emotional well-being. There's so much more to the health of a child that I think we need to drastically change our view of what health care is. Parents share their stories as Southern Remedy explores what prevents Mississippi's children from growing up well. Thursday, March 30th on MPB TV. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, all right, so Paul Lacoste from Paul Lacoste Sports is uh, on the radio with us now. And uh, coming up very soon, we have the uh, the 5K. That, well, that... we did have the 5K, Jay. Oh, See, I'm sorry. It rained. 
So it <laughs> rained a bunch. So we're not gonna have we're not gonna have the five K today. But uh, Paula, you know, talk about that five K and how just how fun it usually is. I hate that we're not gonna be able to have it this year. Well, we 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 looked at the the weather and just realized it was gonna be bad, and you know, we postponed it. We had it uh, in honor of the little lighthouse school to help uh, children with special needs. It's a, it was going to be a free 5K like we do every year and uh, just do it in their honor and take donations. If someone was interested, they would have representatives there. But we're going to do it again next year at the same time and, and do it for the Little Lighthouse School again. And it will be free for the entire state of Mississippi as always. And I hate that we had to do that. But just looking at the forecast at, at what's coming in this afternoon, I think we made a, a smart decision for all the runners and everybody involved in it. But uh, – you know, it, it, I, I missed it, but we had a we had a good workout this morning to end the twelve weeks, and I was just proud of how everybody finished. So, Paul, let me ask you about um, just just going back, if you can, tell us a little bit about the beginning story of how it is that that you figured out a way uh, that we could get uh, that man. You know, the political <laughs> the political spectrum is so divided uh, these days, uh, even here in the state of Mississippi. But you were able to get. Uh, you know, legislators to, to come in on both sides of the aisle and, and work together, uh, maybe to just keep from dying, uh, if nothing else, and work okay. together while working out uh, with Paul Lacoste uh, Sports. Well, I tell you, I had a, have had a great group of sponsors and partners that have been with us from the beginning, from St. Dominic's Health Services, Lester Diamond and Claude Harbarger and Sister Dorothea and Mississippi Beverage Association, Ron Aldrich, to, you know, so many that have helped us with this mission and my, my goal originally, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I was wanting to train Haley Barber and anytime there was a camera in my face or a microphone, I would always say, Hey governor, that, that walking you keep talking about isn't doing anything for you. I need, you need to come train with me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, finally, uh, somebody obviously much smarter than me, a lady named Angela Ladner, who's a state lobbyist for the mental health, uh, she came to me because she was doing the training, and Angela's just a fabulous woman, very intelligent. She said, hey, look, she said, I, I know how the state government stuff works. She said, I know you want to go after the governor, and he needs it, but you'll have a larger impact if you go after the House and the Senate. And I said, well, what's the House and what's the Senate? <laughs> <laughs> so she, she did a quick education, and I said, okay, I remember my political science days, and, you know, uh, she, she brought me up there, and met with Steve Holland and Terry Burton and you know you're meeting with a guy from the the, the house and Steve Holland uh, a very strong Democrat and Terry Burton was a, is a very strong you know senator and the Republican conservative side and those two guys are even though they're from different ends of the spectrum they're very good friends and they see eye to eye and they work well together and Angela got me that meeting and I met with him first and just shared my heart my passion for Mississippi what we wanted to do was to give a 12-week training program during the legislative session to help them lead by example. And uh, once I spoke to those two guys, they they loved it, and they were all on board. This was the first time in any state in the country that something like this took place. And they took the bull by the horns and went to their team members in the House and the Senate, spread the word. And that was 10 years ago. And it's just been a very successful program ever since then. It helps them lead by example. We also have added last year and this year, we added Fit for Preaching to the Fit for Change program. So 
I don't know how God put it on me to be mixing politics and religion, but I got them all out there together, and we're bringing them together as a team. And it's been really successful, guys. I mean, uh, you know, you know, it's all about people's work ethic and their discipline and staying focused on the task at hand, and that's what we all need. And, you know, I was, I was kind of hurt a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was last week when Jackson was named the fattest city in the in the United States, and we're doing some great things, and there's some great people and great companies and hospitals that really believe in Mississippi and believe in our health, and there's programs out there for you, and of course, I'm always there for you, so hopefully the, the listeners on y'all's show will give it, a, give it an opportunity for themselves to li- live a longer, healthier life. Yeah, Paul, and I can attest to it personally. I've done uh, the classes the last, I guess, I did it the entire year this year, and uh, I'm perpetually tired, uh, but I look better, I feel better, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is it is uplifting at the beginning of the session because you'll go in there around January the 6th and you'll see these guys, uh, some of these senators and stuff who kind of keep to themselves, and then after about a week and a half of, uh, you know, passing them, running them, having them pass me and that sort of stuff running around out there, they're like, whew, that was horrible today, wasn't it? <laughs> so everybody kind of gets into a into a team mode really with the whole deal uh paul talk about some other some folks that have uh, have have had their lives literally transformed i mean you have people and testimonials on your facebook page where folks have lost 150 pounds doing your uh, your program and maybe you know I, I wouldn't go i'd go as far as to say your programs save their lives because they may not be here if they didn't take advantage of the opportunity you allow with fit for change well, Sam, first of all, I love training you because you're all heart and you give great effort. And, and, uh, I, <laughs> I'm up that coach, early. i got to do something. As a coach and a person that trains people, you know, I, I just love effort. You know, you give effort, you know, results will eventually come your way, especially in the area of physical fitness. And you've got that and you've got heart. So you're, you're a great team member to all of them. You know, uh, you know, I think about, you know, the first person that always comes to mind is, Karen Robinson, who's lost 178 pounds and just really transformed her life. Uh, Bucky Stewart, who is a, a and Angela's, uh, excuse me, uh, Karen is a dental hygienist. And then you got Bucky Stewart, who is a an attorney. And we all know the health statistics that get labeled on attorneys. You know, uh, with alcoholism, drug use, obesity, cholesterol, high blood pressure. Those attorneys, they deal with everybody's problems and becomes a problem for them and Bucky when he first started he has a fabulous story he signed up paid for the 12 weeks showed up for a couple of days and then never showed up again called me and said hey coach I'm not ready yet I'll be back and I tried to talk him out of it I said no man come on you paid for this come on stay with it he said no I'm not ready and I thought I hung the phone up I said oh man I'll never see that guy again about a year later he signs up again shows up and and he was right. He got his mind right. He lost well over uh, 100 pounds and really transformed his life. And there's a guy, Kevin Chun, who's a Bales bondsman uh, over in Ridgeland. And uh, his story is really dramatic with uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, um, and extremely obese. Uh, he was in jail and, you know, gave his heart to, to, to Christ and made a transformation and said, you know, I got to start – getting away from these things and start eating and and doing something healthy. And I remember the first time Kevin came to training, we had to, he had teammates that had to help him get out of the stadium to get to his car. He was so tired and so weak, he couldn't do it. But Kevin has overcome his 
his hard stuff and his hardships in life from the alcoholism and the drug abuse and giving that up and he's lost well over 100 pounds. You know, Sam, I've got, we've got so many stories of life transfer, transformation where you see people and they, they devote themselves and dedicate themselves, re-energize themselves and get motivated. And I tell them for one hour a day, you got to go full speed, do whatever I say. And the other 23 hours, pretend like I'm watching you, even though I'm not there. And, <laughs> you know, they, they buy into that and they buy in the team concept and the fact that they're a part of a team and they really are because that's what this company is based on. And, and I'm just so proud of them and all those people. They're, I mean, I just gave you, you know, several examples, but if you go to paulacost.com and read the stories, it just really motivates you, inspires you to see what, what these people have achieved. What's next for Polycost Sports? I know this round is up, but uh, what's the next one you have coming up, and how can people get involved? Well, they can go to paulacost.com, and uh, that's P-A-U-L-L-A-C-O-S-T-E, and uh, click on click on any of our camps that come up. We've got an April camp that starts next week. It's two days a week just to kind of introduce people to our program and to how it works. It's a great way to see what it's all about. It's a month-long camp gives you two, to, two, two workouts a week and kind of introduces you to it. Then we got our summer camp that starts May, June, and July. And we also have our Fit for Teaching program that we do through our foundation, Victory Sports Foundation, where we train state educators, coaches, teachers, administrators, superintendents, and help them as we do the, the state legislators. And I'll also have the, the preachers out there with the teachers as well with our Fit for Preaching program this summer. Paul, man, thank you so much. Congratulations on uh, uh, another round working with our legislators and uh, look forward to talking to you again real soon, all right? Guys, I want to thank you all. I want to thank both of you and MPB. Y'all have always been a great support, and thank you for y'all's mission. Y'all keep it up. I I love your show. Go for it, guys. Go for it. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thank you, guys. Man, I tell you what, Jay, that's that's a tough morning, getting up doing those workouts with old Paul. It is. I've done a couple rounds of it. And uh, ooh, he gets he gets after it. Well, Jay, we don't have much time. We don't have too much time left. So uh, let's hit on other things coming up this weekend. Obviously, Mississippi State and UConn. You think the dogs will survive and advance to the championship game? Uh, the, the odds, I think, are incredibly against it. Of course, because UConn's won a bajillion games in a row. But I think <laughs> yeah. State. I don't. I don't think the odds are zero that Mississippi State can win. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. And then uh, big baseball series, as you said, I, I, with silliness that Ole Miss and State are playing baseball. Uh, the third SEC series of the year. Ole Miss uh, took two or three from Vandy and lost two or three last week to Kentucky. State swept at Arkansas, sweeps back against Tennessee. So both teams three and three coming into the weekend. Uh, what, do you, what do you see out of this? Rebs can pitch. Dogs can hit. Who Neither knows, can man? Do the other. I mean, State got swept out their first weekend, and then they played great. They hit the ball a ton uh, this past week, which is, was just completely unanticipated. Uh, Ole Miss had been winning a bunch of 2-1, one nothing, 3-2 games, and then they you know, they scored some runs against Kentucky. So, uh, boy, geez, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing – uh, two out of three for Ole Miss. Yeah, I'll go, one. I'll go home team for the Rebels. And then, uh, boy, Southern Miss, as you said earlier. Red hot. Happy birthday to Southern Miss. Today is, founders a, is, day. uh, yeah. is the Founders Day, uh, the day that the legislature allocated monies to found the Mississippi Teachers College in 1910. So That's it. Happy birthday and, to Southern uh, Miss. also this weekend, the uh, Mississippi Gulf Resort Classic on the uh, PGA Seniors Tour. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some big-time names 
uh, from Freddie Couples to John Daly and many, many more that are going to be on the Mississippi Gulf Coast this weekend nice. uh, playing in that event. So if you're around there, go uh, check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks to our guest today. For Sam, I'm Jeff.